0: Welcome to the Careerwise Nurse podcast. This is your place if you are launching your career as a nurse or are preparing to launch, if you're growing into your role or growing into a new role, or if you're seeking to thrive or just need a little refresh in your work as a nurse or your life as a nurse. Living your best nursing life is doesn't just happen. It takes energy and dedication. On this podcast, you will have the opportunity to learn, live and love all the experiences of being a nurse. Nursing is truly an amazing journey. It's your amazing journey. It's your license, it's your career, it's your job, it's your reality, and it's your certification. It's all about you. You will get strategies and stories, inspiration, information on how to live your best life in this podcast. This is all about helping you stay fresh, energized, and making sure that you are your best self on the job. And when you're off the job, when you finish that day shift or that night shift, or your day is done. And this is about today, tomorrow, and your nursing future. So hang on. Thank you for being here with me on this amazing journey that we call nursing life. Hi, it's Natalie, and I want to share with you really part four of my journey of becoming a patient and going from screening to diagnosis of breast cancer. It is totally different when you're a nurse, people assume, you know, that I know a lot. Well, I've said since the beginning of this series on me becoming the patient, there's a lot I didn't know. I didn't always meet nurses who taught me what was going on or explained to me what to expect. That is a unique quality of nurses. I found their communication to be reassuring and um, give me realistic expectations as I went through the procedures where I had someone or um, in the office when I saw my surgeon, the nurse navigator was really helpful. That really helped me to learn. But now I'm at the point where I'm going to go to surgery and soon I'm going to leave for the hospital. I have an afternoon case, so I feel like I've had some time to really get ready today rather than staying up late last night to make sure I'm all set to go. I had today. I woke up early. I had my decaf coffee and a breakfast smoothie that I prepared yesterday because um, I have a 2 p.m. OR case and I'm a 2 p.m. OR case and eight hours before that was like six in the morning. So before 6 i had my last meal for many hours and i got to have my coffee on the front porch which i really enjoyed and i was focused on today some quality time with myself and with my household and i i think i got that although here in the end i feel a little bit rushed but i feel good in my head about what's going on and it's because i have a lot of information that i didn't always have even up until last Friday, there are unknowns about what's going on in my breast. I've said I have a storm brewing in my breasts. You know, I found out the right side was a benign ab- abnormality. It's gonna get excised, and I'm gonna keep the right breast. But for a while I wanted the right side off too, because I was so freaked out about my left side early malignancy. And I don't want to have that happen on the right. And all this Diagnosis and diving deep and biopsies, it's a lot. As one doctor said, you've done a lot to figure out what's going on, but now I'm completely good with left mastectomy, going right to implant today. And the plastic surgery is really the huge recovery piece that restricts me from a lot of activity over the next four to six weeks. But that's okay, it's a short period of time. And the problem area, the left breast, that bad boob, is going to be gone. The right side, I'm really happy to keep it. I'll have normal sensation or nearly normal sensation. I won't have this numb part body part, which I'm not sure what I think about that regarding the left, but I'll share my experience because I want people to have expectations or know what it's like to go through this. And that's why I've been sharing my story on the last four episodes. The right side will be easy to recover. I'm confident about that. I can use my right arm a little more than the left after surgery. These are a lot of the thoughts I've had consuming me in the last week or so. Not that there were fewer mysteries about the tissue abnormalities or potentially more cancer. I focused on what it's like going into surgery and what it's going to be like afterwards. And when I thought I might have surgery on both sides, like double mastectomy, I thought, how am I even going to pull my pants up? The physical therapist told me in my consult with her, that I wouldn't be able to lift more than the weight of basically a fork for at least two weeks. And I was thinking, how am I going to do anything like clean up after I go to the bathroom, shampoo my hair, anything? I mean, I just couldn't imagine it. And that felt really bad. But now I'm reassured from a follow-up appointment I requested with my plastic surgeon on Monday that I will have nearly full function on the right side. And the left side, she said, I can lift a gallon of milk which we looked that up, that's about eight pounds. I'm not sure I'm going to lift eight pounds on Friday or Thursday or anytime soon, but at least I know I can lift my full one liter water bottle to take a drink out of it. and I'm not going to undo the repair, the healing that starts right after surgery. But these are the things I was trying to figure out because I'm used to having so much autonomy and doing whatever I want. And the slightest indication that I'm losing that or that I have to depend on people for everything. You know, that is something I hadn't fully processed. And this is all a continuum from the point of February where it was like, "Oh, something's abnormal. Oh my gosh, this could be cancer" to now thinking, "Oh, I can't even dress myself or pull up my pants or put on a swimsuit, which I'm not doing soon, but sometimes that's a little bit of tugging and pulling." Like The things I do and I don't even think about, I realized in the past week, I can't do any of that. And I've said to my household, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to do that. And maybe it sounded negative or like I'm the victim. But I was just beginning to think about my loss of independence and translate it into my reality. Like I said, I just went back to the plastic surgeon on Monday and she gave me a little more clarification on her realistic um, limits. And it was more than the physical therapy provided, but the physical therapist was very helpful. And to go back with that info to the surgeon, the plastic surgeon, helped me to get a grip and see that I'm not going to be completely debilitated for any period of time. So in fact, the fact that I'm going to have a cancer surgery today, I feel so at peace and I'm so optimistic that this is not going to affect my longevity but 2 weeks ago and before that i really was emotional thinking you know i'm not going to be here and my kids are going to be young still in their 20s that's young will they even remember me when they're my age those were really hard things to shake off and it just took time and so i share that because like i said i i had no idea what this was like. And now I'm living it. And I'm kind of already moving on in my life because I've processed a lot and I feel good about the information we have about my cancer. And um, I've found some doctors. All the doctors have been great, but they've helped me to put it all in place. So last thought. I know as a nurse, there's a lot out there on burnout. And I get it. I sort of lost my passion for the work done in hospitals. And I said, oh, my educator job was focused on hospital problems when I was working as an educator in 2021 and 2022. And I would say, these are really important things. They really matter for people who are in the hospital and the people working in hospitals. But I find that those are not my problems anymore. and. I have to say, I kind of got over that burnout, and I do appreciate the work that people do in hospitals, but I really still feel like it's not my place. Yet, when I've been encountering hospital physicians, you know, physician groups, procedures in the hospital to get through the last four months of finding out what I needed to do to address my health issue, this early breast cancer, I see that people are passionate about their work, the tax, the nurses. And I see the passion in my doctors, and it really excites me about healthcare and the work they're doing to help people like me and others. Not everyone is as healthy as me going into this. They have a lot more risk in surgery, or they have chronic issues that have to be dealt with before they can even go to surgery. And their prognosis, even their initial biopsy information, is not as good as mine. So I know those doctors are on top of things and not every patient is able to advocate or realizes the things they need to ask or find out what they need to do as much as I have. Because remember, this is my emergency. Everyone else at the hospital and everywhere is busy doing their jobs. So when I need something and it takes a long time, I've been speaking up. This is my emergency. But I feel like once I got the info... I had a grip on everything and I feel really lucky that I'm healthy and that I can get this taken care of now. So that's my thoughts on ref- in reflecting on where I am now about to go to surgery. And the doctors are very passionate. And I'm a little bit empathetic. I'm definitely empathetic to the demands on them. My surgeon, she works a ton and it does take her a while to get back to me. And she has two full days in the OR every week and in the office she she is so busy. I can just tell. I'm waiting to see her like an hour or more. But she will give people that she's seen her patients as much time as they need. And she calms me down. She's very sweet. And I really like her. And I I love her for what she does because she's passionate and she's helping people, me and others. And it makes me think about When I loved my nursing jobs, or when I was in a job and I just, I was truly, genuinely doing the best for my patients, infusion job, my infusion job where I was giving chemo outpatient, there were people like me there. And they had to be scared. They had little kids or teenagers. They had a husband with a brain tumor, you know, that was getting treated, all kinds of things. And I really did whatever I could to help them. And I see that now when I'm the patient, everyone there, even though they might think I'm a little cuckoo because. I am in my emergency to do what I need to do for myself. They really help me out and I appreciate all of them. So you as my listener, as a nurse or a friend of a nurse or listening because you're hearing my story, you know, I thank you for listening. And I, when you're, if you're in healthcare or whatever you do, thank you for having passion and your purpose. Um, it really matters to people in when they meet you and need you for the work you're doing to support them or your family members, you know, people who are facing burnout in their healthcare job, lost their passion. You know, I've seen where passion with the purpose, it really matters and it helped me have a better experience. I'll follow up more after my surgery. Thanks for being here and take care. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about this podcast. Connect today with the CareerWise Nurse Podcast community. Do this by emailing belong at careerwiseurse.com. That's B-E-L-O-N-G at nurse.com Join the CareerWise Nurse Facebook group. A link is provided at the bottom of the page. Leave a review for this podcast. Scroll past the episodes where you will see write a review. I read every review because I want to know what you think what you want to know, who you want to meet to help you live your best nursing life. Tap on the stars to rate this podcast. Thank you. Talk to you soon.